the most simple and easiest one is is to simply say that makes sense mm -hmm. okay um like it, it, you have this i talk about the idea that you you really are not done listening listening well until you have an aha in your head that mm -hmm. goes oh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now i get it now i understand why my wife was hurt my daughter was hurt my yeah. friend was hurt my co-worker was upset frustrated yeah. welcome again to it doesn't take a genius conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view here are your hosts my friends max and marty i think that's mark and mike yeah whatever and we're back I've always wanted to say that, Mark. Uh, this is the second part of a two-part series on uh, a book by Mark Olsey called uh, The Pledge of a Lifetime. It's about his acronym uh, for uh, going through conflict uh, called PLEDGE. It's the PLEDGE talk. Uh, so, uh, Mark, we we left things. Uh, by the way, thank you so much for doing this. This mm -hmm. is this is really, really cool stuff. So I appreciate you. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You bet. Uh, we we left it. We we had talked about we're going to pause and do some internal work, and then come back to the conversation, ready to listen and really listen to understand really what they are meaning, even though they might be saying it in a way that's that's making it difficult for me. And then we're going to, even though it seems silly to some people, we're going to echo back what we think we heard them say, and and see whether or not we we landed on on the right uh the right meaning and, and understanding of what they meant. Now, in my background, we called that reflective listening. And once you had done that, you know, you sort of got your your answer. Maybe you needed to get a little more clarification, but they basically said, yeah, yeah, you understand it. And then I was ready to move on to sort of, you know, resolving it. But you have added something that I think is really uh, <clears throat> clever here because you don't move straight to resolution after the listening stage after the echoing stage where you echo back what you think you heard him say, your next step is the, the D and pledge is disarm. Right. So tell right. us about disarm. Sure. So I realized, I, again, all of this came out of just working with couples in my marriage counseling practice and watching them try to communicate and being, because of my training and, and life and everything else, I've, I've become incredibly self-aware. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very aware of, my, of myself, what's going on inside of me, thoughts-wise, feelings-wise, and so forth. And I recognized that, again, first of all, we all want to be heard. That's right. Right? And so, so listening to really understand the other person and what they want us to hear is so important. Yeah. And, but then when any one of us speaks we're doing so hoping the other person is getting it. Otherwise we wouldn't talk. Yeah. But we don't know if they're getting it. And mm -hmm. so that's the, that's where the importance of echoing is because if someone echoes us back, well, then we go, they heard us. And we not, we may not do that. I'm a little bit uh, demonstrative in some way, yeah. but, but internal inside there's this, Oh good. They heard me. Yeah. I know they heard me. Yeah. But at that point, there's another thing that happens, and this is what I noted and became aware of even internally myself. There's this part of us that says, good, they heard me. Um, and, and we say to ourselves either, I wonder if it makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. Or we say to ourselves, oh, good, they heard us, but 
do they do they think I'm crazy for thinking that? Right, right. Do they think I'm weird? Do they, do they think think it's just kind of stupid? Right. We have those the the, the internal self doubt. Yeah, that's there. I mean, you, you're, you're you're shaking your head. Can can you relate to what I'm saying, Mark? So I I have a uh, a general manager of a big auto group that I used to work with. And he would receive all the heat cases for his campus. And it was a big campus. And so, you know, I mean, you could be on the phone all day long, all the different departments and, you know, one disgruntled customer per department. And you'd have, you know, just a, a full schedule. So he would, you know, have to make these phone calls. And I would sit across the desk from him. And, you know, you'd hear these people through the phone, you know, rah, 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 you know, just blasting him. And he was so clever. He, he was, he, I didn't realize this, but that's what he was doing. He was listening. Uh, he would echo back just a little bit. Uh, sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it was just in the form of "oh, mm, you know," just just sure. at, in coaching we called them good gutturals. You know, sure. he, you know, he would just make these little noises that showed he was really truly listening, trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. he'd let them get it all out, vent, 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 and then he would uh, he, he he was bald. He'd rub his bald head and go, "Well, mm. if that had happened to me, I'd be pretty frustrated." Yeah. Um, or, you know, I'd, I'd be upset or whatever would be the appropriate yeah. emotion. Yeah. And, and you would just hear through the phone, you know, the, the volume go down, the steam come out of the engine, you know, finally, thank you. You get it. Thank you. Someone has finally heard me. Exactly. And they don't think I'm just being a, you know, just a complainer. Right. You know, they, they, they really see that I'm upset for a reason and what, that manager did was he dis what I say he disarmed the tension right. or disarmed the conflict right by validating the other person's frustration or concern. So it, it's funny because I was I was thinking about this pausing, listening, echoing, disarming. It's really validating, right? And the result is disarming. But that disarming is so uh, that that is so the the pinnacle of what we're trying to get to that you know the defensiveness comes out and people feel like yes, you get me now we can move forward. It's called the disarming step. Plus, it makes pledge work. You know, the acronym wouldn't work. Right, exactly. I needed, needed a word for there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you think about it again. Think about how earlier in in episode one we talked about how we don't like conflict. Very few people do. Right. right. We we want to. We want to uh, see it, the, the, both sides disarmed. Yeah. As soon as we can, in the best way we can, and in the best way we can. Now, too often we can try to to um, do it too quick, quickly, and and not listen well. So we need to be careful with that. Yeah. But, but we we want to disarm what's happening and and the conflict itself and the tension between us, so we can get back to a better place. And and only if it's all uncovered and all uh, uh, heard and and the person feeling like you really did get what I was trying to say, you really did validate that. Only then can you really move forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It would be true for you. It'd be true for me. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that's why you know these steps are are not something that I just created. These things are right. th these are true like truisms for us. So. It, let me ask, you know, you're, you're saying, as you're saying that I'm, I'm thinking about how, you know, we talked last time about, you know, a, a word that was said that 10 years later, it's still harboring, you know, some bitterness on the part of somebody who, who yeah. was on the receiving yeah. end of that. And, and, uh, 
we talked about, you know, the faster you do this, the better, the quicker you get to saying, you know what, let's pause before this becomes a big thing. So I don't know if you can give a sense of this, Mark, and it may be an unfair question to ask you, but if if you do it, if you get to pledge quickly and you start the process of pausing and listening, um, does the disarming um does the disarming become easier? I guess is my question. Does it does it become easier? You know, if, if you catch something early, uh, does it make it easier to disarm? Well, that's a good question. I, I think I have two thoughts. One is I think it makes the whole process easier. Okay. Right. The, the quicker and sooner we get to it, because again, the words that have been said or the reactivity or whatever has happened already has has hurt this much. But if it goes on for an hour or yeah. a day or a week, the pain is is so much deeper. Right. The, the loss of trust and and the the, the the wounding is so much greater. It's so it's all of it's so much harder to overcome. So the quicker we get, get to to using the steps, the makes the whole process go easier. Got it. My first thought. My second thought is: Does it make the the actual step of validating easier? Um, I I just think I would again I would just have to say yes because I think we're not we're not so over the top emotionally yet because ah. we we've gotten to it quickly. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm more apt to be able to have the rational part of my brain, you know, uh, in gear. And and so I'm more apt to be able to understand and be understanding and and communicate that that your side your perspective makes sense. So I'll give you a, a quick example um, that I think maybe applies to what you just said. Um, this has happened in a number of my clients where there was a schedule conflict, and mm. somebody felt like they were having to bear the burden of schedule changes or somebody being off more than another person. And there are all sorts of reasons why that might be happening. But if you can catch the fact that, oh, you're frustrated about this, and I can understand that because right now you're bearing the burden of of a, a, a sudden schedule change, and now you're working nights more than you thought you were, or you you missed a weekend that you thought you were going to get, uh, that's easier to catch at the beginning of the schedule change and say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, you know it's, for some people, it's like, you know, I my my weekend is with my kid you know that was the weekend that i had custody for instance yeah and so to catch that early even though it's it's kind of a big deal right because they missed a weekend with their kid but that's a lot better than at the end of the summer when they missed a whole summer with their kid and having that discussion right. again right. right um the the now it's gone to you you've been an existential threat to my family you know we we the, a whole summer gone so that you know, that's happened. You know, those those uh, right. situations have happened, and it's much easier to get that on the front end than the back end. It's it's real damage that's been done, or mm. or real hurt. But you know, not that maybe we won't even be able to fix it, right? Maybe it's just it is what it is, and the summer got changed. And I'm so sorry, but that's what's happened in our mm -hmm. workplace because Bob has cancer. You know, I mean, who who knows what it is? But right, things, right. things like that. Let's let's go ahead and validate their feelings on the front end instead of waiting all summer for them to be upset. Beautiful, beautiful Mark. Okay. And, 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 and so it helps because we're, we're doing it up front, like you say, yeah. rather than waiting until the end of the summer. This is the other thing that happens. And, and that is that we may not be able to change things, but it, at least I'm saying to you, your frustration makes sense. And I can appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah. And, and at least that person feels heard, understood, yeah. 
And and those are huge components right. for all of us. Right. And and huge heard, understood, and that they're a bit at least a little bit okay because someone at least gets what's 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 going on with me. And 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 the other person appreciates yeah. my frustration. Right. Right. I think another thing that comes up here in the workplace is uh, so many times you hear a complaint about pay. So it'll, it'll be time off or it'll be pay. And um, what I have noticed, and uh, I, I have a lot of clients I suspect who are going to really disagree with what I'm about to say, but when people bring up pay, it's probably not about pay. Mm. Um, if, if you pay them enough money to take the money issue off the table, um, and they start bringing, you know, and you have to judge that for yourself. You know, you have to decide whether or not you're being fair and giving honest wages. But if you are, and they start talking about, I don't get paid enough to do this. Um, what's this? You know, what 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 do you mean enough? What you know? Let's start asking some questions and do a little diagnostic. And I bet that by the time you do some listening and echoing and disarming, you're not talking about pay anymore. You're talking about. Uh, whatever the issue is that's affecting engagement, you know, uh, fairness in the workplace or how they're talked to or, uh, you know, fill in. How much do you really value me? Right, right. How much you really value me. I, I love how you say that. That's a, yeah. that's a great point. So, but, but anyway, so listening, great. echoing, disarming, these are the three things that the person who pressed the pause button is probably taking the lead on and trying yes. to do. Okay. Perfect. That's great. Beautiful. And and then and and so then one of the things I talk about is there's there's a few different phrases that I that I think are helpful to just to keep in oh, mind yeah. to be aware These are of. So good. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of of what what's what to do and have how to be disarming. And yeah. and it's the most simple and easiest one is is to simply say that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um like you have this I talk about the idea that you you really are not done listening listening well until you have an aha in your head that mm. goes oh mm. oh mm -hmm. now i get it now i understand why my wife was hurt my daughter was hurt my yeah. friend was hurt my co-worker was upset frustrated yep. felt unvalued now now i and it's not a it's not a okay okay i got it now it, 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 nothing like that it's like it really yeah. makes sense so it's like oh and you have that aha moment well right. once you have that aha moment you you're you've come to a place of hearing what they wanted you to hear you yep. can echo echo back that aha so you're feeling ultimately really i don't value you right uh, and and maybe the the wage thing is part of that idea you just don't feel like i really think you're all that important to the company mm -hmm. and and he or she goes that's it yes i think it's it mm -hmm. well now we, when once you've had that aha and you can see it from their perspective it's pretty simple to say that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. and it and it quiets that internal voice in their head that is saying does he really get it um does he think i'm crazy does he think i'm just another complaining employee out here mm -hmm. or does it really matter even mm -hmm. and when i say that makes sense it's like it quiets all of that and it and, it, and again it quiets the yeah. tension it disarms so you, you make a point in the book that if if you can't say uh, that makes sense or you've you got a number of phrases that are perfect here, you know, I, I, I can appreciate that you you say that or, uh, you know, I, I can accept that or, or thing. Even I apologize, I think, is one of your phrases. 
Sure. You might sure. be at that point where you can say, I get it. And I apologize for, for it's, the way that it's on me. Going. I see that. Yeah. You could go there. Um, if you can't say any of those phrases, if you really don't feel like you, you've got a, an honest disarming phrase that you can use, what do you do? Yeah, I, it's a good question. It often comes up. And I think what is, I think what is happening most often is there's a, a there's a one confusing thought. Most people think that if I say that makes sense, or I can appreciate that, is that they are now agreeing with the other person's total <laughs> right. perspective. Totally, yeah. they're all right. I'm all wrong. All the right. thoughts that I had that you I just lost the argument. Just lost the argument, and I can't go there. You know, I mean, <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on, right? Right, and in part to 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 the degree that it's like. To the degree it's like i'm not going there because i'm gonna lose the argument i'm yeah. saying if that's where you're at you're in the wrong place period yeah. in the conversation go back to pause right you go back to pause exactly yeah. um a short aside here is is I, I i tell people that ultimately i'm not training them even how to resolve conflict or even how to have great conversations what i'm teaching them is how to love well or that's respect right. others well in the way they communicate that's right that's right. So if I if I if that becomes an internal part of who I am, my motivation is I'm in this conversation because I want you to know that I respect you mm -hmm. or I want you to feel valued or cared for or loved, whatever word fits the, the conversation, yeah. the, the relationship best in the moment. If that's my heart, that's my motivation. And, and then I'm, I'm using the pledge talk principles that way. Um the likelihood is there's going to be a greater connection for sure in conflict resolution anyways. So that, that's all just an aside. Yeah. Coming back with the idea that again, if, if I'm saying, well, I'm going to lose the argument then, and then, then my heart, my motivation is not in the right place because I'm right. not in this right. to respect, to honor, to value, to love. So, so people think, you know, again, that's the first part. It's a confusing thought that if I say that, that I'm saying they're all right, I'm all wrong. And that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, can you have you listened well enough so that you can simply understand how they arrived at their perspective? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you you know back to our, you're 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 in my conflict, Mark. Oh, Mark was like uh, you know because I wasn't prepared and so forth, and he felt this and thought this, and I'm going and I go, oh, I can see why you might think that way. Right, right. And then I say, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, back to my uh, my car dealer, you know, he um, he would say, if that had happened to me, I would feel he's not even saying that it did happen. Right. Uh, because he's going to go talk to his employees and find out there's another side to the story. And, you know, uh, it, it's happened before. There, there's actually a saying in the industry, Mark, uh, that you would know uh, buyers are liars. There are a lot of mm. times where. Um, you know, and, and in fact, Christians get a bad rap for this because, you know, he, he's a Christian. He's coming in with that used car that has a completely rebuilt transmission that he's not going to tell me about and say he's going to trade it in. And it's, you know, a car worth X and it's really not. So, uh, you know, there are there are some negative things that happen. And so he doesn't he doesn't need to admit to anything uh, or or take responsibility for anything yet. He just needs to make sure they feel heard about what they're saying is is the thing that's bothered him. And that's that's yeah. where disarm comes. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Well, I'm stretching this out, but so I've taken the lead in pausing and listening, echoing back. 
what I what what I was understanding disarming by just affirming like if that's if that's what you sense then I can understand how frustrating that would be or what whatever your, your right. statement would be and that makes sense um where do you go from here that's such a good so so yeah so so we're four four steps through the six and at, at this point if we've done this well if we've paused listened echoed and disarmed by validating yep. the other person well if we've done that when i say well is I, i've really taken the time to do that i've really sought to hear what they want to say and echo back validated sincerely because i care about this person whether it's my customer or my friend or my spouse yep what happens is the other person has this experience i'm going to act it out again a little bit but the other person goes <laughs> they, they literally relax yeah the tension goes away yeah everything deflates everything deflates yeah, yeah. And, and 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 they there's no more reason to argue because mm -hmm. they've made their point and their point has been heard mm -hmm. and it's not crazy yep. it's been validated yep. so what happens here is i um when i do teaching and training i i carry one of my uh microphones oh. with me so so for those who are just listening uh mark is holding up a gigantic inflatable microphone Okay. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Work. So yeah. So you know when I when I, I I do some modeling of this when I teach and train people yeah. and I have two people up in, in in the audience and the one who's talking gets the microphone right. Yep. The other person is listening, echoing, and disarming by validating. And when they do that well, what happens is really quite naturally is the person who was talking who did have the microphone they actually kind of reach out and say, "Do you have anything you'd like to say?" Oh, interesting. So like you psychologically see that happen. Oh, it's not even psychologically. I mean, I see it physically happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I've, I've done this this over and over again. And people yeah. just say, do you have anything you want to say? Oh, and that's the, and funny. They, and because they have felt heard, cared for, respected, valued, and loved, something happens inside. Yeah. Now they're open and willing and even desirous of hearing your perspective. They're ready to listen now. And they're ready to listen yeah. now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's so amazing. Fascinating. And and if it doesn't happen, if the other person was having a conversation with my daughter one time through a conflict and, and she was like, oh, that's so amazing. That hurt. We understood me like this stuff. And I waited about 30 seconds, waited a minute, thinking I, I, I did have some a few things I'd like to share, but she never she never said anything. And I said, um, I said, hon, I have a few things that I'd like to share that I think will add to the, the conversation and help us even more. But I give my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, 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 dad. I know the process. I'm so sorry. I forgot about it. And she gave me the microphone. Like, what a good daughter. <laughs> what a good daughter. That next step, the fifth step is give. Give. Okay. Either I am given the opportunity to share my perspective after I have loved and valued and respected the other person well because yeah. of listening, I can disarm me. Or I ask if I can give. Right my perspective right so what happens most often is right there's two people and they're grabbing the microphone from each other arguing interrupting and saying yeah. that's not true that's not true and they're doing this and the conflict just escalates hmm. what, what incredible difference it makes if i'm offered the microphone yeah or i say ask can i give my perspective and thoughts so this is a, a fairly short step uh but it has to be done the right way right you you can't demand you know now's my chance to talk all right you you i heard you now you're going to hear me 
That's Ooh. not what's happening here, right? Well, and, and just hear hear uh, the motivation, even as you say that, Mark. It, yeah, I heard you. Now you need to hear me. It's uh -huh. a demanding. It's 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 not love, right? It's not valuing the other, respecting. It's not. It's not a. It's it's not healthy and helpful to the, to the conversation. No, it's. I've, I've I've loved well, and that person feels loved, and they now invite me, and or I can ask them to do that. And there's an important little mini step right in between disarm and give. And that is, there, there actually needs to be a, another little break of just some quiet. If mm. I said, Mark, I understand why you're upset. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I wasn't prepared. Uh, two weeks ago when we tried this, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that makes sense. I could. And what typically often happens is we do this. We say, okay, I understand. I understand why you're frustrated. But look, it really wasn't my fault. And I was, and I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right in. Right. And I, and, and I go from, Understanding or validating you to mm -hmm. defending me with the butt word right in the middle. Yep. Yep. And and it's uh it it makes it clear that uh you were just listening to get your chance to attack. The the pause gives a the the, the mini pause gives a chance for you to really validate that no no, I just wanted to understand you. Exactly. Exactly. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Because Otherwise, if I say, yeah, but the message, the effect of that is, is, as you said, I wasn't really listening to understand. I was just listening to being courteous so that I can say what I want to say. Okay. So it's so important. I say, it makes sense. I validate and I get quiet. All right. So what do you do with that? Once, once you have been given the opportunity, you, you have the metaphorical mic in your hand. Uh, what, what's next here? Sure. So then I, then it's on me to share my thoughts and my perspective. And there's actually another acronym, a, a pledge talk. Talk is also an acronym of now that I have the microphone, how do I talk mm. in such a way that what, I, that what, uh, what I say is most likely to be heard. Mm. So, so it's careful. It's also true that when we have the microphone that we got to be careful about how we present. Yeah. Because again, as I present what I, my thoughts, my concerns, whatever, again, death and life, power of the tongue. It's right. still all there. I've got to be careful how I do it. So I share my perspective. And if the other person understands the pledge because they've been taught this, then they go back up and kind of loop back around. And now they pause, listen, echo, and disarm by validating my thoughts. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, do you do you want to talk about talk or, or should, we're going to definitely link to a lot of resources. I feel like we might get uh, yeah, that's gonna get be, out of control here. <laughs> That's another, that's another uh, show. <laughs> well, we'll have you back for episode three at some point. I'm confident of that. Um, all right. So, so the final step here, then uh, once, once we've been given the opportunity and that has happened and, and we've been listened to you, you say the, the, the E, the, the final E in, in pledge is engage. Can you explain what you mean by engage? So I mean, a couple things by that. Yes. Thank you. First of all, it's just the idea of engaging this process around and around, mm -hmm. maybe more than once. So now you listen to my perspective about why, what happened, and how we weren't ready for two, two weeks ago and so forth. And you're listening, echoing, it's army by validating me. Yeah. But then that's the first time I know that you've heard my thoughts. So then after I have felt validated by you, I might give you the microphone back again and say, is there anything else further you would like to say about what I just said? Yeah, because there's some so meaning injected into the conversation and that's got to be addressed. Yeah, Exactly. 
So then I, I now I just loop back up or I engage the process again and come mm -hmm. back again to pause, listen, echo, disarm. And then you might do the same for me as well, coming back right. again. So it kind of it gives that idea. Yeah. The second, which is, I think, really important. The second idea is this. And my son came up with this. It's just a really wonderful thought. He said, Dad, one time, he said, Dad, um, I've been thinking about the engage step. And he said, you know, when a person understands these principles well, they grow in their confidence that they can actually enter into and have difficult conversations because they know what to do. Yep. I tell my clients all the time, my wife and I, after 40 years of marriage, we still have conflict. But here's the difference between you and I. I'm not so afraid of it because I, number one and number two, and the reason I'm not afraid of it is because of number two, we know exactly what to do when it happens. So mm -hmm. my wife and I, if we had a conflict earlier today, we're going to go up later today and we're going to sit down and we're going to have, we are going to have a good, helpful, healthy conflict conversation. Mm-hmm. And so he said, Dad, because you know this, or a person learns this, they can purposely choose to engage in conversations with others who are on opposite sides or opposite perspectives. That's right. And choose to have difficult conversations. Yep. Or as the, the other author says, crucial conversations. Crucial, yeah. And, and in, engage in difficult conversations. And who knows what kind of benefits could come out of that. That's right. I That's thought right. so good, so wonderful. We yeah. we all and, and this goes back to these. We live in such a day and age where there's such polarization. Yeah, and, and we're not coming to the table to have good, helpful, healthy conversations. We're just standing on the corners, picketing against each other, and so forth. And and right. it's only getting worse. And my yeah. my concern is, oh, how we wish we could sit down and have good, healthy, helpful conversations. Yeah, and and the way you say that, I you know, it's. That would not be a conversation where anything gets brushed under the rug, right? It would be a real conversation where we're talking about hard things that we may disagree on and we may stay disagreeing on. And we're going to have to figure out a way to, to move forward in a way where I understand that you hear me and you understand that I hear you. And that can be the basis for moving forward in a relationship. Yeah, and not only he, uh, hear each other, but we but we can see and we can appreciate each other's perspective. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some validity now. I see why you're thinking that yeah. way, and because of that, we may still disagree, but because of that, our relational connection, yeah, has been created or deepened, and so we can still move forward. So um, we're we're probably heading to a wrap up here, but I want to say one other thing that uh, you you keep you keep saying this word, love. And um, this is a workplace podcast. Uh, sure. Love, actually, I, I used to work with a lot of Ford dealerships and Ford had a question on their survey that said, how much do you agree or disagree with this statement? I love, uh, you know, hometown motors Ford. And the dealers, you know, they, oh, they, they got so frustrated with it because they, they would say things like, you know, I love my wife. You know, I don't, I don't love, uh, you know, love a, love a company. Um, but of course, that's maybe only partly true, right? We'll say things like, you know, uh, I love my Yeti cooler. You know, we'll say things sure. like that, right? But be that as it may, I, I do want to point out that we are talking about human beings. And so I do a lot of work with DISC, the uh, the, the, the the workplace. Uh, it's it, it's 
I, I shouldn't say workplace, the behavioral styles, uh, uh, the right. communication styles that DISC describes, and we're all different. And if I adapt to your style, probably there's a better chance of us being able to communicate and work together and have conflict and so on. But something that I always tell uh, my clients when we're going through DISC and they're realizing how powerful a tool it is to have conversations with customers or employees or bosses, or, I'll say, now listen, you have to be really careful here that you don't use DISC to manipulate. You have to use DISC to demonstrate that you're caring for this person. And I have said out loud, you know, this is your chance to love the customer, show care for them, love the employee, show care for them. Mm. So, so you keep, I think using it in a similar way. And I, I, I guess I just wanted to pause and say out loud, first off, love is hundred percent appropriate in the workplace because these are mm. human beings that you're dealing with. Mm. And B, you have just given us a really powerful tool and you need to be careful that it's used in love and not used as a tool to get your way and manipulate because it won't work or or God forbid it will work and you will be much the poorer for it. It, it, it sure. is a long-term disaster. So I, I wanted to say that out loud. I don't know if you have to react to it, but I thought we Well, I just, I, I so appreciate that. I think it's so true. And, and I appreciate the idea that, yeah, we're all humans. At the core of our beings, every one of us wants to be loved. That's right. <clears throat> That's just true. That's right. The, the language probably comes out of more of my marriage counseling where, where, I'm, where I'm doing all that. And as, so and, and as I'm- that as I'm interjecting into the into the workplace more and more of the ideas that I teach, um, it's it's it, one little final thing. It's interesting. Crucial learning. The organization yeah. um, that the, the book came out of uh, Crucial Conversations. They recently did, did some research that said that um, 85% of employees appreciate further training. That's right. Okay, uh, in the workplace, but they especially appreciate it if what they're trained in helps them also in their personal life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and my thought is, Flightstock is going to help everybody in their workplace environment, absolutely no yep. doubt. Yeah, but then they're also going to go home and use it with a friend, with a spouse, with a child, with their own parents, right. anything like that. And those relationships stand the, the chance to getting getting much better, and therefore having a better relationship at home is going to help uh, bring about a better experience we, for them and those around them at the workplace. So we, we uh, for, for very similar reasons, we uh, at HipSocket have been uh, doing a, a coaching, a monthly coaching workshop. And uh, it's, a, it's a series that we take managers through to learn how to better coach. And uh, one, of, <laughs> one of the managers came back about halfway through the year and said that his wife at one point had looked at him in frustration at, at some point during the day and said, when are you going back to one of those HipSocket conferences? So... <laughs> So it works at home. Yes, <laughs> you know. yes. Great. All right. That's so great. Um, let me ask you this. We, we I know we have at least one uh, uh, senior minister of a big multi-site, uh, multi-campus uh, church, uh, another uh, sort of bigger church uh, We that uh, they, they've reached out to us and let us know they're listening with their leadership team and uh, all sorts of different uh clients we have in the workplace and, and who all, whoever knows who else might be hearing this, but what would you uh, what would you say is like your ideal client, Mark, to to work with? Oh, again, thanks for asking the question, Mark. Ideal, okay. This is this is my ideal, it, and it, it totally makes sense to me as why this would be so good. But here's my ideal client. My new client would be the pastor of a church, um, the uh, you know company president or CEO, uh, and a principal of a school, anybody at all that says, 
What if our entire organization understood a language and a process mm -hmm. where we all understood it and knew it together so that, number one, it deepened our connections. Mm -hmm. And number two, when we have conflict, which we inevitably will, because conflict right. is a part of life, we will all be on the same page knowing what to do and how to have that healthy conflict conversation. Yeah. What if an entire church, the entire body, yeah, knew this? Yeah. And so I was looking for a pastor who says, I want my entire church to know this. This mm -hmm. is so important. Or a or, or, or a boss or president to say, I want an entire organization yeah. to, to know this, or even a school. I mean, it, it, that'd be my ideal client who says, I understand the importance of this. I know we're going to have conflict. We don't know what to do. We weren't trained. But what if we all did know? Yeah. What kind of a difference would that make? And had a common vocabulary around. And had a common vocabulary and process. I love, I love that. Okay. The so vocabulary and the process. So we're going to put uh, links to your stuff in the show notes. Again, the, the book is The Pledge of a Lifetime by Mark Olsey, uh, O-E-L-Z-E. Um, and uh, do you want to just uh, mention where we can uh, learn more? Yeah, just go to my website, pledgetalk.com. Beautiful. And uh, there's different things there. Um, I'm going to get some resources up. There's a, I have a one-page infographic. You yes. can take, you can learn or shortened version of it as well. You'll be able to download. A, 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 uh, you can do that. And there's videos if you want to go back through and, and watch me teaching each step again. Uh, you can get that right from my website. And then uh, there's also a learning community. I've spent during COVID, I spent hundreds of hours of creating an online learning community where I did a lot of teaching, a lot of video courses and so forth about the material. And a person could could go much deeper. So you yeah. can get all have access to all that just by going to pledgetalk.com. Pledgetalk.com. And I will say it's just a, an embarrassment of resources on his site. So uh, definitely worth checking out if you at all resonate with this material. Um, all right. So, Mark, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. And, and and by the way, I was never in conflict with you about the fact that we couldn't get audio to work <laughs> last time. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring that up just in case we were. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> right. Mark, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This has been uh, great fun and a real delight. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm just very appreciative. Thank you for well, everything we've been on your podcast. Ditto. Uh, just, just great resources for for our uh, clients and listeners, uh, and uh, we'll let that be the last word, except for Mr. John Wolf, who will uh, give us uh, a little uh, thought here at the end. And there you have it, another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No rights are reserved. No permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.